Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Now, look at uh, benefit number six. Benefit number six. Amen, amen, amen. You guys with me? That's awesome. All right, now, uh, benefit number six. I love this. This is one of my favorites, guys, really. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Benefit number six is this. It is we experience greater levels of intimacy with God. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you will experience greater levels of intimacy with God. Look at verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. I'm going to read this in the King James and then in the Amplified. King James says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. However, in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. And so what I want you to see is you're speaking directly to God. And and what I want you to really catch here is, because of course you, you can talk to your Heavenly Father all of the time uh, and you're really uh, cultivating your relationship with him uh, anytime you talk to him anytime you fellowship with him but you see again when you're praying the Holy Spirit it's it's the spirit part of you that's praying and so you're fellowshipping with God spirit to spirit heart to heart <laughs> amen and, and and so in other words uh, your your mind isn't getting in, in, in the way uh, your, 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 your fleshly uh, mind isn't getting in the way. In other words, guys, how many know our mind is not yet fully renewed? You see, uh, the, the soul part of you is not yet fully perfect. And, and, so, and so when you pray with the Spirit, you're not limited by the imperfect part of you. And so it's your perfected, your perfected Spirit that's fellowshipping with the Father, Spirit to Spirit. That is very powerful. Greater levels of intimacy with a God uh, and, and, and we've been sharing quite a bit of course on, on heart knowledge of God and, and how uh, walking in, a, in an intimate fellowship with God is really where the power in the Christian life comes from and so I want you to understand that praying of the Holy Ghost is one of the most powerful tools for you uh, to uh, cultivate your relationship with a God you see glory to God now intimacy is how do we define intimacy? Uh, intimacy is is really is really letting down letting down the defenses. All the stuff that you got in your mind isn't getting in the way, so you're letting down your defenses. And and and, and when you're intimate with someone, it's really it's really you, you're you're laying yourself bare before them. And so when you when you're getting that intimate with God, is, is like you're saying, Lord, here I am. Lord, I'm laying my soul bare before you. I'm coming before you. I may have some stuff going on in my life. I may have some fears and some insecurities, even some doubts in my soulish realm, but Lord, I come before you and I pray now out of the deeper part of my being, my born again spirit, 
Now, Lord, as I pray, come into me. Intimacy means come into me and see. And so, Lord, come into me and see. Uh, and, 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 so, and so you're cultivating those deeper levels of intimacy as you're praying in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and guys, that's how, how healing takes place. I've been sharing with you that when you're, when you're intimate with God, you're letting him in to you, come into you and see uh, his light, guys, begins to shine into those dark and broke places within you. And his light brings healing, restoration, wholeness. And so you can experience healing that happens when you pray in the Holy Ghost, whether it's physical healing or, or uh, emotional healing that takes place simply because you're praying in this, in this intimate way, spirit to spirit, heart to heart with your Heavenly Father. And again, this is, you know, religion so cheapened, this, this praying in tongues that people just don't get it. A lot of people just don't see that this is about taking you deeper. I want you to know, guys, you can go so deep with this that your praying in the Holy Ghost will ultimately lead into the prayer of groaning. What is the prayer of groaning? Groaning in the Spirit is what Jesus did. You know, guys, Jesus, Jesus prayed in the Spirit. <laughs> Uh, not many people know this. Jesus did this uh, at, at the grave of, of Lazarus. Lazarus. We don't have time to, uh, to look at that tonight. Perhaps we'll study that sometime soon. But uh, there's several times where the Bible says uh, Jesus at, at the grave of, of Lazarus, uh, where, where, the, where the word says that Jesus groaned in the spirit. He groaned within himself. You see, a lot of people think he was just upset because his friend died. The uh, uh, Bible says that he wept, but guys, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't upset or he wasn't, he wasn't sad. No, he, he, was, he was communing glory to God. <laughs> he, was, he was communing uh, with, with his heavenly Father, and it was the prayer of groaning. And how can we know that for sure? Because a couple of verses down, if you study that chapter, uh, Jesus gets to the grave of Lazarus and he says, Father, uh, I thank you that you have heard me. And I'm going to go ahead and close the window. <laughs> uh, praise God. Uh, yeah, people having a good time up there, but, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> glory to God. He said, he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I thank you that you always hear me. But man, if you study that chapter, you will see that the, the scripture at no point says that he was praying. And so what is he referring to there? He was referring to praying, praying out of, out of the depths of his being, groaning in the spirit. That's what Romans 8 is talking about as well. We looked at that earlier uh, where he talks about groanings that cannot be uttered. And so that is a deeper dimension of praying in your heavenly language. Guys, I want you just to see the kind of depths that are possible and that are available to you once you just get out, get over any kind of, um, you know, hesitancy that you may have about this and you just understand the power of it. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, look at this in, in the, uh, in the Amplified. First uh, Corinthians 14 two Amplified says this, he says, for, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue, speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning. Uh, watch this now. Because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. 
And so this is such an intimate level of praying that you're uttering secret truths. Secret truths and hidden things that are not obvious to the understanding. Uh, someone says, Alex, I'd, I'd like to see that thing about pray, praying, the prayer of groaning. Well, friend, maybe we'll, we'll look at that next time. Uh, we don't have time to get into it tonight, but, but you go study that chapter uh, where, Lazar, where, where Jesus goes to the grave of, of Lazarus. I think it's, uh, it's, it's in St. John. Um, where is it at? I think it's chapter, chapter 10. Is it chapter 10? Let me see. I want to just give you the chapter. It's chapter 11. And so I encourage you to go uh, study that for yourself in your own time. And, and you will see the scripture talks about him groaning in the spirit. I want you to know what he's doing is he's praying. He's praying. Amen. Glory to God. Now, uh, now intimate when, you, when you're that intimate with God, you know, one thing that happens out of intimacy is, is like I said, intimacy is you letting down your defenses. Is come into me and see. Is you're letting God into the deepest places within you. But man, I want you to know that, that intimacy goes both ways. And so you say to God, come into me and see. Well, God says, you come into me and see. <laughs> And so what I'm saying is this, is, 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 that, is that when you're, when you're intimate with someone, I want you to understand that there's secrets that are going to be unveiled, you see. Uh, there's stuff that, that, that you sh would share with your spouse uh, that you would never share uh, necessarily with anybody else, you see. That's, that's intimacy. And so what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, when, when, when you're that intimate with God, uh, what I'm saying is, is is you're letting God into the deepest places within you. And God says, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you in, into some deeper places within me. And, and guys, what this looks like is, is the seventh benefit. Because the seventh benefit of praying in your heavenly language is this, and it comes directly out of your intimacy with God. The seventh benefit is revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge comes out of intimacy with God, comes out of you praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, look at this verse again, uh, 1 Corinthians 14.2. He says, For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands or catches his meaning, because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. And so these secret truths and those hidden things not obvious to the understanding, guys, is, is going to be revelation knowledge. And now, of course, someone says, well, Alex, well, well hold on. Uh, how am I going to get knowledge or revelation knowledge if I don't understand what I'm praying? You see, I'm praying these, these secrets, but I don't know what I'm saying. Well, friend, this is the key here. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 13. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 13. The key to you receiving revelation knowledge when you're praying the Holy Spirit is, is you want to pray for the interpretation. You want to pray for the interpretation. Uh, look at verse 13 in the King James. He says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. And so I, I shared with you last week that in, in, in the context here, this is talking about now a different kind of tongues. In other words, uh, what Paul is saying is uh, when, you, when you speak in another tongue in a corporate setting, you only want to do that uh, when it's followed up by an interpretation. Uh, in other words, in, in a corporate setting, speaking in other tongues to the congregation has to be followed with an interpretation uh, simply because otherwise nobody would benefit from it. 
You see, if I were to just sit here and speak in, 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 in tongues to you, <laughs> uh, again, it would edify me, but you wouldn't be benefited, you see. And so in a corporate setting, we, we speak in English, uh, unless, of course, we're praying together corporate, as a you know, corporate prayer uh, to God. Uh, but, but, but what Paul is saying when you're speaking to the congregation, uh, make sure that they can understand what you're saying. And if you are uh, getting a word in, in, uh, in another tongue to the congregation, make sure it's followed up by an interpretation. You guys catching that? But what I want you to see is, is this principle still applies because anytime you pray to God in your heavenly language, I want you to understand you can always pray for the interpretation. And that's where revelation knowledge uh, comes from. And so we access these hidden things uh, by praying for the interpretation of what we have prayed for in the Holy Spirit. And then you just believe you receive. And guys, I want you to know I do this uh, every time before I, before I speak, before I preach, uh, I pray in the Holy Ghost and, and glory to God. And, and I believe that, um, I believe that I'm receiving the interpretation of what I'm speaking in my prayer language. And I believe that the interpretation oftentimes manifests itself as what comes through me when I'm preaching. You see, I, I, um, I use notes, obviously, but uh, sometimes I, I stick with those notes. And other times, guys, I want you to know, um, I've gotten up or I've made videos where I was preaching and, and, I, and stuff comes out. I didn't know I was gonna say that. Uh, and, and it's like, I, I got to go back and listen to it myself. And I'm like, wow, okay, whoa. Uh, you see, but what I'm saying is, is, it's not, this is not me, you see. I, I, I shared with you before, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the most unqualified person to be teaching the word. This is the grace of God. Uh, it's the grace of God. And, it, and, it's, it, and, and, and a lot of it, I believe, is the result of me praying in the Holy Spirit and, and me just believing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving the interpretation of, of what I'm praying. And, and, and guys, I just want you to know there's no special people in the body of Christ. God is not a respecter of persons. And so this is available to everybody. This is available to you. Uh, in fact, revelation knowledge is, is something that, that God wants every one of us to have. Uh, what is revelation knowledge? Someone says, well, revelation knowledge is, is really heart knowledge. Revelation knowledge is, is when it goes beyond just intellectual understanding, beyond just head knowledge. Uh, revelation knowledge is really when God reveals some things to you directly by way of his Holy Spirit. Revelation knowledge is, is what Peter had uh, when Jesus said, uh, whom do men say that I am? I believe it's Matthew chapter 16 and they said well some say that you're you're uh, Jeremiah or or uh, Elias or one of the other prophets and then Jesus said well whom do you say that I am you remember what, what, what Peter said well Peter he just blurted it out he said he said thou art the Christ the Son of God and then Jesus said Peter must have been like whoa where did that come from how, how did I know that <laughs> it's like whoa how do I know that? You see, it wasn't something that he had premeditated. It was something that just came out of him, a sudden revelation. And, 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 and Jesus said, well, well uh, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but, but my Father, which is in heaven, you see. And so 
That's revelation knowledge. It is revelation knowledge. It's knowledge that's directly imparted to you by the Father through the Holy Spirit. Now, let me qualify this. When I'm talking about revelation knowledge, I'm not talking about some kind of new revelation you know, uh, that's that's how cults get started, guys. Uh, when someone comes along and, and they say, well, uh, I got this new revelation from God. Uh, it's not in scripture anywhere, but uh, yeah, it's a revelation. Uh, well, 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 no, guys, you know, when, whenever you hear somebody say that, uh, let me just tell you this, run, <laughs> okay? <laughs> run, you know, get, 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 get away, get away. Uh, I'm serious. Because that's going to be a deceived person. And so catch me now. Catch me now. What I'm saying is that revelation knowledge that comes to you when you, when you pray in the Spirit and you pray for the interpretation, it's never going to be something that is not found in Scripture. But what it will be is it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit suddenly bringing scriptures to light. In other words, uh, this is another thing you can do when you're studying the Word, when you're meditating the Word, praying the Holy Ghost, uh, and, 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 and believe you receive the interpretation. And what happens is all of a sudden, uh, a scripture that maybe before you didn't understand suddenly makes sense to you, or, uh, or, or, or it's a scripture uh, that maybe you've read like a, a thousand times, but all of a sudden, uh, the Holy Spirit gives you a deeper understanding of that scripture, or you see an angle of that verse that you didn't see before. Uh, you see the Word of God, guys, catch this. The Word of God is forever pregnant with revelation. And so if you're someone who's been in church your whole life, I want to caution you to not fall into this trap of thinking, well, I've, I've heard that scripture a thousand times. I know what that says. No, guys. The Word of God is, is it's forever pregnant with revelation. God always wants to give us <laughs> glory to God. He always, God always wants to give us a deeper revelation of His Word. You see, revelation knowledge should be increasing with every generation until Jesus comes back. We never want to just sit on revelation from centuries ago. <laughs> you see, we want to understand Holy Spirit continuously wants to give us a deeper revelation of His Word. And I'm here to tell you guys one of the ways that you access that revelation knowledge is praying the Holy Spirit and then believe you receive the interpretation. I believe that's how the uh, revelation came through uh, for, for the Apostle Paul. I mean, uh, Paul uh, prayed in the Spirit. In fact, look at this. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Uh, 1, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Paul prayed in the Spirit. Uh, he says here in verse 18, he says, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. <laughs> As a Paul prayed in the Holy Ghost, and, and, and Paul prayed in the Holy Ghost a lot. And guys, I'm submitting to you that the depths of revelation, glory to God, that came through the Apostle Paul, well, one of the reasons for that revelation was because he prayed in the Holy Spirit. And so revelation knowledge comes as a result of you praying in your heavenly language. Glory to God. Praise God. You guys catching this tonight? All right, now, let's... Uh, 
let's keep moving here. Let's 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 get through these these keys. Uh, uh, man, I could preach like a whole sermon on just that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, woo. Uh, but man, let's just get through these these keys uh, for for tonight here. Um, and I'm sure we'll get we'll, we'll come back to this at some point and teach more on that because this is just so huge, guys. So huge. Now, um, uh, go to uh, Acts chapter three. Acts chapter three, verse one. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Glory to God. And we'll look at benefit number 8 of praying in your heavenly language. Benefit number 8 is this. It is, uh, powerful guys, benefit number 8 is is boldness. Boldness comes out of you praying in the Holy Spirit. You receive boldness. Guys, remember when... uh, Jesus, after the crucifixion and then, uh, you know, the uh, resurrection, Resurrection Sunday, and and, uh, Jesus appeared to the disciples and and he told them, uh, stay in Jerusalem until you receive power from on high, until you receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, And guys, if you remember, the disciples were were hiding themselves for fear of uh, persecution. And so they were fearful. And what I want you to see here is that there was a profound change that happened there was a profound change uh, that happened. Uh, Acts chapter three, I believe that's what I said. I I, I just noticed I, I turned to Acts chapter eight, uh, so I think I said Acts chapter three. It's Acts chapter three. There's a profound change that happened in the disciples, where all of a sudden they were operating in a level of boldness that they did not have uh, before, and. Uh, that came as a result of them being filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at this here. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1, uh, says this. He says in verse 1, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, verse 2, and a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, uh, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse 3, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alm. And now watch this, guys. Look at this here in verse 4. Remember, these are the guys that were just hiding a couple of days earlier for fear of the Jews, uh, for fear of, of, of being persecuted. They were hiding. And look at what, what happens here in verse 4. And Peter, watch this now, guys. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Verse 5, and he gave heat unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Now that's crucial. He was expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting to receive. That's key. That's that's faith, really, is what it is, uh, ultimately. Uh, now he wasn't expecting what, what was about to happen, but but he was, he was in a position where he was available to receive. Uh, verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And verse 7, and he took him by the right hand, and he lift him up. Glory to God, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Verse 8, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. A glory to God. And there was a profound miracle uh, that took place where this man who had been lame from his mother's womb, glory to God, he suddenly got up and he walked. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.